Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The money pit is presented by Deep Sentinel, Schluter, the Angie app. LL Flooring, Bank of America, and Aero Fasteners. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you create your best home ever. So as you look around your house, inside or out, is there a project you'd like to get done? Well, we'd love to help. A couple of ways to get in touch with us. You can call your questions into one eight 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 Money Pit or post your questions at moneypit.com. Coming up on today's show, if you love your outdoor spaces, except because of those very, very annoying mosquitoes, we've got tips on the most effective way to stop them from putting you on their diet and taking a bite out of that backyard barbecue fun. And natural stone countertops have been a popular choice for kitchens, but they're also very high maintenance. So is the beauty and durability of stone tops worth the hassle? We highlight the pros and cons in today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Plus, over the last year, more than 11,300 kids have been treated for tip over injuries and almost 500 have died. We're going to share important safety tips to keep your kids safe. But first, we're here to help you create your best home ever. So whether that's a quick fix or a big project, we can help you save time, money, and hassles. So let's get started. Give us a call right now with your questions at one eight 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 money pit Plus, if you do, we've got some tools to give away. We've got an Arrow T50 plus a supply of staplers. That is the most popular staple gun in America because it works for dozens of projects around the house. It's going to go out to one listener drawn at random. So let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Chris in Ohio has taken on some remodeling projects and needs some help figuring out a way to finance. What can we do for you? So I've got a, uh, it's like a Cape Cod house, and I was thinking about putting some new windows in. Okay. And I was wondering about the the cost that would be involved, and I was thinking either Anderson or Pella windows. Have you talked to any window companies yet? I have not. I figured, right. you know, I figured I'd have a couple of reps come out and give me some estimates. Right. Okay. I was kind of hoping you guys might be able to ballpark it for me. Well, it's hard to say. I, I mean, it really depends on the size of the window and the style of the window, but, you know, probably at least a few hundred dollars a window for an Anderson or a Pella. You know, they're sort of high end. You, you also sure. could look, you also could look at some of the baseline windows that are sold. You can order replacement windows at Home Depot, for example. I've, I've put, I've ordered many over the years that are vinyl clad and stand up very, very well and have an Energy Star rated glass in it. So you have many options on, on the windows. How do you want to pay for this? Are you thinking about paying cash or are you going to get a loan or, or what? 
Um, possibly if you're dealing if you're dealing with uh, an independent window contractor, maybe. But okay. I wouldn't focus on that as much as just finding the right pro. You know, you could reach okay. out to, through HomeAdvisor.com. You could submit a request for window companies and, um, and determine on their website which are the best rated. That's one way to find some pros in your area. But I will tell you this: make sure you purchase an Energy Star rated windows, and there's going to be a like a certification. Uh, on the window, each window is going to have a National Fenestration Rating Council code on it, and it's going to talk about how efficient the glass is. And it's kind of a standard that you can use to compare different types of windows. But if you make sure the windows are Energy Star rated, that's a really good place to be because there's a lot of confusion out there uh, because a lot of the window companies are going to may use a substandard manufacturer and and and. Somebody called not too long ago, and uh, and you know, boy, the, t- the tall tales that uh, these guys were making up about uh, the, how the other guys' windows were bad was really was really crazy. But the thing is, people just don't know. So if you stick with a reliable brand and you're you're getting an Energy Star rated window, I don't think you can go wrong. Bonnie and Marilyn's on the line is having an issue at her home. What's going on? My husband uh, has rental property, and one of the tenants decided to. Sh- to destroy the property on the way out and poured uh, wet cement into the drains. And so I just want to know what um, can be done and the cost of it and things like that in terms of the repairs um, because maybe it's just not even worth uh, trying to find another tenant after doing a bunch of work that costs a bunch of money. Wow, that's awful. Boy, what a jerk to do something like that. It's just, it's just terrible. You know, it seems to me though that that's a crime. I mean, that's basically vandalism. And as such, uh, not only can you first, of course, press criminal charges, but secondly, it seems like that should be something that's called, that's covered by your homeowner's insurance. Have you tried speaking with your insurance company about this? You know, it was just something that my husband uh, had, um, you know, talked to me about. It's not really anything that um, <laughs> it's really my business. I'm not sure. Like, well, you, you should call your insurance agent and you should talk with them about that because this is not. We're not talking about wear and tear. Like, oh, you got to paint the walls because yeah. you have somebody living there. This is damage. This is like some. This is like having an arsonist burn your house down. You know, that's those kinds of crimes are covered by the insurance. That's one of the reasons you mm-hmm. have insurance. So, uh, gosh, we yeah. pay so much money for that. So I would definitely, uh, make that, uh, make that claim. It, now, in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, whether, what, how much work this is to fix, I mean, I guess it kind of depends. Um, I'm guessing since you're in, you're in, in uh, Maryland, uh, is this house, uh, the bathroom's on the first floor, second floor? Uh, what's underneath the plumbing? Does it go into a it's slab? A trailer. Okay. It's a all right. Trailer, so then, so, so yeah, then, like all right. Said, yeah. So then you have, you full, you have full access above and below. So you're mm-hmm. probably going to, you're probably going to have to just cut out those pipes. It's all going to sort of hang down the bottom of the pipe. So you're just going to have to find out where it ends and cut it out. But, uh, but again, I would, I would not uh, hesitate to file a criminal complaint and also to file a claim with my insurance company or at least speak to my agent about that part. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, guys, we've got a handy tool to give away today to one lucky listener. It's the Arrow T50 heavy-duty staple gun and a supply of T50 staples. Now, this is America's best-selling staple gun. It's jam-resistant. It's got all chrome steel housing, and it is made in the USA. Going out to one listener drawn at random, make that you. Give us a call right now with your questions at one eight 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 Money Pit, or post your questions to MoneyPit.com. 
Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. All right, now we're going to talk to Bill from Illinois, who's got some questions about what's going on with the bathtub. How can we help you? Yeah, I have a uh, it's a 28-year-old uh, shower tub, and I'm not sure if it's ceramic or fiberglass, and I have a couple of cracks in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's an easy fix for a crack in a tub that's physically cracked. I mean, we've repaired shower pans, for example, by using fiberglass repair uh, or a fiberglass repair kit, where basically you're applying um, a rosin and then you're you're impressing fiberglass sort of into the mix, and then putting multiple layers of of uh, additional rosin on top of that. But it's not a very attractive finish. And I've done this on an emergency basis where, you know, I had like a cracked shower pan. I had a, a rental apartment, for example, and I wanted to just make it stop leaking. So we weren't bothering the lady below. And we did it and it worked, but eventually I had to take it out and replace it anyway. So for a tub that's physically cracked like that, I don't have a good solution for you. Figured it would be a tough one. Yeah. I've heard of these uh, overlap coverings. Oh, the inserts. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I think one of the companies is Bath Fitter that does it. I mean, it's not a bad idea, except that what we found is that economically, the cost of a complete bathroom renovation and the cost of doing, you know, like an insert are not so far to, far apart. I mean, it is less expensive than a complete reno, but you um, are restricted to the tub you have now, obviously, and the size of that tub, which gets smaller when you put an insert into it. And if you do the renovation, you know, you might have some opportunities to uh, to improve the place, improve that space a little bit more than you could by just doing an, an insert. So it, it definitely is an option. And with the tub that you have now, though, I would suspect if it did physically crack, it's it's probably a fiberglass tub that was not properly supported because what you're supposed to do when you put them in is to put like a loose mortar mix underneath the tub and then press the tub down into that, which gives it complete um, and total support across the whole floor. Sometimes if contractors skip that step, it ends up being a little flexible and over the years, just getting in out of the tub, it eventually uh, wears and cracks. Well, actually, I, I took a fall. Oh, you did? And that's how it happened? Yeah, that's how it, that's how it happened, um, and I'm okay. But uh, the the crack was there, and it's on the upper slope of the tub, so it's not at the bottom. And I have I have not had any leakage problem. Well, I mean, the, the proof's in the pudding. I, I'd say your options are you know your options are tear it and replace or to, or to do an insert. But uh, in terms of patching it. 
I couldn't really tell you anything that's going to uh, be very attractive other than the fiberglass trick. Okay. All right, Bill? All right. I appreciate that. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, this summer, you're likely to have some unwanted visitors at your barbecues, pool parties, and other backyard gatherings. You know, the kind that likes to take bites out of you and your guests. But mosquitoes are not only a major hassle, they're also among the world's most dangerous insects due to their ability to transmit viruses to humans. That's right. And that's why now the best way to protect yourself from mosquito bites is not to give mosquitoes a chance to make themselves at home near your home. Now, the first step is to eliminate all sources of standing water because that's where mosquitoes lay their eggs. You know, here's a crazy stat. A female mosquito can lay over 100 eggs at a time, which can grow full size, ready to bite in as little as eight to 10 days. So imagine that. All of that Inside sounds of two terrible. Weeks. Yeah, exactly. It really sounds not so great, Tom. So we're not talking about looking for leaks around your property, guys. We're going to look for things like standing water in areas that are so much smaller. Think about like an empty flower pot, a bucket, a jar, a wheelbarrow, any other container that can hold water after rain, even if it's just a tiny little amount, is going to be the perfect spot for mosquitoes to breed in. So go ahead and drill holes in the bottom of trash cans and recycling buckets. That's going to allow the water to drain out. And then check your kids' toys like wading pools, sandboxes, and buckets. Turn them over if you've got to. Just put them away. Whatever you have to do, avoid that standing water. And listen, don't be fooled by some of the mosquito remedies that are out there like bug zappers. They just don't work. They make a very satisfying zap. And they look cool, but less than 1% of the bugs killed in the zappers are biting insects. You know, um, for years, I tried to find a mosquito product that would work. And I landed on one called Dynatrap, which I love because we set it up in the spring. It runs straight through to the fall. And it's not a zapper. It has a technology that is designed to reduce the mosquito population. And it really does prevent us from getting bites. In fact, once I hook this thing up, I wait about two weeks and they're gone. All summer long, they're totally gone. And I put it in from like March till September, and it works really, really well. So there's an option for you. We've got uh, more advice at moneypit.com on how you can cut down the mosquito populations around your house. So check it out. Alicia in North Carolina is on the line with the Money Pit. Has a question about a patio and deck. What's going on? We have a like a patio cement slab in the back of our house. It runs the length of our house. On half of that slab, it sits our deck. Okay. Um, we live in a split level, so the deck goes up rather high. It has posts that sit on this cement slab patio, and there's a crack going down the middle of it. Um, when we bought the house about three years ago, we didn't notice the crack. It was there, but we really didn't notice it. Um, and then I'd say about last year, we are sitting down and noticed that the crack is now splitting open. You know, our backyard slopes down. It's North Carolina. There's lots of that red clay. That's most of what our ground is made up of. And um, it's like the ground is pulling away from that cement slab because of rain and flooding in our backyard, which unfortunately right. floods as well. Um, so it's making it worse. I don't know whether the footings are what they really should be. We've had a couple of people come out and estimate the situation. I just don't know what to do. First of all, 
Are you convinced, Alicia, that this uh, crack is active, that it's opening up, or is it just that you're paying attention to it now every time you walk out in the backyard, so maybe you're imagining it's getting bigger? No, it's different looking than it was when we first bought it. How big is the crack? It's not huge. Not like it's, yeah, no, it's not like it's three inches big now. It's small still. It's opening up. The caulking isn't covering the crack anymore. So I'd say about quarter inch. All right. It's not bad. So there's a couple of things you can do here. Uh, first of all, you do need to clean out that old caulk and re- reseal this one way or the other. Quickcrete has a product that's made specifically for concrete slabs that you can use that will give you a textured finish, and it dries in about an hour. So you do want to reseal it. Now, in terms of you know not having to look at it, maybe doing something that would be a little more attractive, maybe slowing it down, I think you're right. The reason it's moving, if it is in fact moving, is it's exacerbated by waters. You know, cement slabs don't have footings, so there's nothing holding it back from doing this. And I just wonder if this deck was properly built because it's sitting on top of half of it. It really just shouldn't be sitting on the four-inch concrete slab. It should be sitting on the footing below it. Be that what it may, another idea that you might want to consider is Pavestone makes a paver brick that is about half the thickness of a full paver brick. And it's designed for taking a cement slab that maybe doesn't look so hot and creating a beautiful paver patio with it. The way it works is you lay down the the perimeter and then you sort of put your whole pattern in and then you take up the perimeter and you basically glue in the outside perimeter row. And then that holds all the bricks inside of it. And then you add this t- typical paver stone. And it looks fantastic. So that's available from Pavestone. You know, my big concern is, you know, five year, years down the line, if we want to put the house on the market kind of thing. And I didn't want to, <clears throat> I wanted to do something. To, I, if it was, if I was already seeing it, if I was already seeing an increase in the crack now, what would it look like five years? A cement slab is not a structural part of your backyard or your patio, okay? It's just, it's it's basically there as a surface that you okay. can work with. And if you put the pavers over it and it, it goes from a quarter of an inch to three-eighths of an inch, nobody's ever going to see that. The pavers are just going to shift. The product is made by Pavestone. It's actually called Pavestone Milano. That's the brand. That's the uh, particular product that is the uh, thinner version of the full Pavestone paver. Okay. And again, it can go down right on top of that slab, goes down really quick, and it'll look fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love your show. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. 
Aquatrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. Aquatrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any Aquatrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Hey, guys. Do you want to keep your home secure and prevent break-ins, package thefts, and various other types of shenanigans? Then you need to head to MoneyPit.com and enter our Safe at Home Sweepstakes presented by Deep Sentinel Home Security Systems. I love these guys. Deep Sentinel is the only security camera with live security guards, real guards that monitor your camera footage in real time. And they can intervene and stop a crime or call authorities in seconds. If you think about it, all the other cameras that are out there, the rings, the nests, the ADTs, generally you're only seeing the crime after the fact. These guys intervene and stop the crime from happening. You can win a three-camera system worth nearly 1900 bucks, or one of five one-camera systems plus a full year of live guard surveillance. Enter once a day at moneypit.com, and if you really, really want to up your chances to win, be sure to share the sweeps with friends to earn bonus entries. Ray in Florida, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have a little problem. Uh, I have painted my bathroom, the walls and the ceiling a few years ago. And also put on a uh, border. Well, the ceiling paint is, is peeling like in big spots. And when I painted it, I used kilts, and I don't know why it's peeling. So there must be moisture behind it. Or how old is this house? Uh, well, the house was built in 78. Because the other thing that can happen is if you have multiple layers of paint, sometimes you get delamination of an older surface of that paint. So what might be peeling off might not be like the paint from the kills or the kills from the prior paint. It could be a layer, several layers back. And when you have such a severe adhesion problem, the best thing to do is to strip the old paint off of the ceiling, then apply an oil-based primer like Kills or really any other brand that's a name brand, and then apply a flat ceiling paint on top of that. Yeah, I did use the ceiling paint, but you know, now that you mentioned it, uh, looking at where it's peeling, it does kind of—it's uh, let me let me think here. Uh, yeah, like a grayish color underneath the paint. Yeah, so you see it may not be what you painted that's peeling. It might be a prior layer that's peeling. Right, I follow what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, so you need to get all that old paint off and start from scratch, unfortunately. So now do you have to, like, just scrape it or sand it? or? Well, no, you you're going to need a paint stripper. You're going to need a paint stripper because you're not going to be able to scrape it. You've got to get that loose stuff off. Wow. Okay? That's a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, look, the other thing you could do is you could put another layer of drywall right on top of that and just skin it. You wouldn't even need to use half-inch drywall. You could use quarter-inch drywall. You'd have a seam or two to tape and spackle, but then you'd start from scratch. All right. Well, I appreciate the help on that. And I think we just filled up a couple of weekends for you, too. Thanks so much yeah. for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, natural stone countertops have been a popular choice for kitchens, but they're also very high maintenance. So is the beauty and durability of stone tops worth the hassle? We highlight the pros and cons in today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. 
So first up, stone countertops are somewhat indestructible, right? I mean, most of them can take a hot pot. They're not going to dent. They're not going to chip. And home buyers love them, uh, usually because they've never had to maintain them before. But given the popularity, you can argue that they will definitely add to your home's value. And of course, the stone is beautiful. It comes in many colors and patterns, and the finish is almost always clear. So all that natural beauty shines through perfectly. Now, on the minus side, stone tops are costly compared to solid surface and, of course, laminate. Now, prices vary based on the type of stone with quartz and granite usually sitting at the top tier. Now, marble can sometimes be less, but remember that marble surfaces are softer and therefore they're not going to wear as well, plus they darken with age. Now, in terms of maintenance, granite tops demand the most. They're sealed upon installation, but we frequently hear from listeners who are dealing with stains from tomato sauce, coffee, vinegar, grape juice, all of those similar products that sort of soak into the granite and become very difficult to get out. Now, if we had to choose one stone top, we'd probably go with engineered quartz. You'll find tops from major brands like Caesar Stone and Style Stone available in a large variety of colors. And they're called engineered because they're made from a mix of natural quartz and dyes and polyester resin and other chemicals. And they've got the definite advantage of being easy to maintain and not requiring those sealers. And that's today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Now we've got Laurel from Louisiana on the line with help with a tiling project. How can we help you today? Um, my husband and I are building a new house right now, and we're putting ceramic tile in the living room and the kitchen. And it's not going to be sealed, so we were wondering what was the best kind of sealant to put on that ceramic tile. What kind of tile are you using that's not sealed? Are you trying to say that's not glazed? Um, no, it was glazed, but I was told that you need to put a sealant over it to make the tile last longer. No, not true. The glazing is plenty tough enough to protect the tile. What you, what, The sealant usually refers to the grout. And if you seal the grout, it can help keep it cleaner and repel water, and the grout sealants are silicone-based. So as long as you use a good grout sealant, and the, the time to do this is before you move in, you know, because once you move in, you start grinding some dirt in that tile, it becomes a lot harder to maintain. But if you seal the grout right after the tile is installed, that's the best time to do it. What would be the best kind to use? Uh, a silicone one. A silicone-based grout sealant is what you're looking for. And you want to look for one that, you know, applies in a manner that you're comfortable with. Like if you're doing a smaller grout line, you would look for one that almost looks like an, a nail polish brush or like a rolling foam wheel. With a floor tile, you know, you could be looking at a quarter inch to a half an inch grout line. So that's easier to apply. But, you know, you want to make sure you have something that you feel comfortable applying strictly to the grouted areas. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Betty in California needs some help with a toilet question. What can we do for you today? I'm interested in uh, the high-rise toilet, and I'd like the pros and cons and possibly a brand because our plumber's thinking of using Kohler, the quick flush, and we're on well water, and that's it. Well, there's really no there's really no uh, no cons of using a, a comfort height toilet, which is what that's called, called not a high-rise, but comfort height. They're a bit higher than a standard toilet. Uh, and in terms of brands, one that I can recommend is called American Champion 4. I've got uh, American Champion uh, comfort height toilets in, in our house, and really doesn't matter what age you are, they're just easier to use. And the other benefit is that they use very little water and they don't clog. So I would take a look at the American Standard Champion 4 toilets 
and just get the accessible size and you'll be good to go. Hey, here's an important safety note for families with kids. The Consumer Product Safety Commission is reporting a record number of tip-over injuries to kids. Now, this happens when kids try and climb up furniture like a bookcase or a dresser. And believe it or not, I've seen my son climb the inside of the refrigerator to get something from the top shelf. (laughs) So they will climb anything that they deem climbable, which pretty much is everything. Now, over the last year, 11,300, which is about 44% of these kids, under 18 have been treated for injuries. Now, out of that group of kids, 82% were fatalities, and those involved children between the ages of one month to 14 years. Now, part of the problem is that parents and caregivers don't suspect that the bookcase or dresser in their child's room can be hazardous, and they really are hidden hazards, and the tip-overs can happen fast. Plus, I think there's probably a false sense of security. According to the uh, 2020 CPSC survey, many parents who did not anchor furniture and TVs believed it was just not necessary as long as they were actually watching the kids. So if you want to protect your kids, you need to be aware of the problem and you need to take steps to prevent it from happening. So, for example, you got to anchor TVs and furniture like bookcases and dresser securely to the wall. And in your case, Leslie, the refrigerator. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, my goodness, they climb everything. You also want to avoid displaying or storing items such as toys and remotes in places where kids might be tempted to climb up to reach for them. And be sure you store heavier items on the lower shelves or even in the lower drawers and keep TV and cable cords out of the reach of kids. My goodness, they're going to climb it to get to whatever. So be safe. This is such a serious problem. The Consumer Product Safety Commission actually has a separate and distinct website for this. It's called anchorit.gov, anchorit.gov. Check it out. They walk you through exactly how to secure the various types of furniture and appliances so that your kids are safe. Heather in Texas is dealing with a mold situation. Tell us what's going on. Um, well, I have like black spots in my restroom, and I'm not sure if that's mold, and I would like to know how can you fix it. Without seeing it, I can't tell you, but if they're black spots, it probably is mold. And where are these spots? Is it on the wall? Shower curtain, tile, where? Ceiling? In the wall. On the wall. Do you have uh, wallpaper on the wall? No. What you might want to do is mix up a bleach and water solution, about 10 to 15% bleach and the rest water. Spray it on those spots, let it sit for a bit of time, and then wipe it down with fresh water. So if there if there is mold there, that will kill it. The reason we usually get mold in bathrooms is because they're wet and damp all the time. A couple of things that you can do there is, do you have a bath exhaust fan in this room? No. Well... You should have one, and this is one of the reasons you should have one, because it will draw air out of that room when it gets damp, especially if you hook it up to a humidistat, so it's only running when there's moisture in the room. If you don't have that, then the only thing that you can do is just get into the practice of wiping down walls or or using a squeegee to wipe most of the water off the, the bath, shower walls, that sort of thing, every single time and leaving the door open. But if you don't have a bath exhaust fan, you're always going to be fighting this. When you do repaint next time, make sure you use a paint that has a mildicide built into it because that can also further reduce the chance of, of developing mold. Okay, Heather? Okay, thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Nicole wrote in and she's asking, what's the rule of thumb for painting over water stains? I recently fixed a leaking second floor shower, but notice there's a black stain around the nail hole where the leak occurred, which I'm assuming is mold. You know, I think it's natural to assume that any stain is mold, but in this case, Nicole, it's not. So, 
first of all, make absolutely certain that leak is fixed before we talk about painting. You say it's fixed. I mean, make sure it really, really, really is fixed. If you've gone for a couple of weeks, then I think you can assume that it was done correctly. Now, in terms of the stain, it's a reaction between the water and the drywall, the paper and the drywall and the paint that causes that discoloration. Now, the best way to deal with it is to prime that area first. So you have to use primer. Now, primer is different than regular paint, regular sealing paint because it has this adhesive quality that seals in all of that stuff that's underneath it, including the stain. So if you prime it first and then you paint over it, the stain won't come back. But if you don't prime it, the stain will come right through that new paint. In fact, it'll really frustrate the heck out of you because you'll do this painting work and you'll put all the paint away and you'll take down the masking tape, clean the brushes and all that stuff. And the next day you'll go, man, I still see that stain. What's going on? It will continue to come through unless you prime it. Now, if it's a really big stain, then you have to maybe just prime the entire ceiling surfaces. But if it's a little one, you could spot prime it and you'll be good to go. Yeah, Nicole, you got to remember, sometimes with a small spot, the finishes are going to match up just fine. But as it gets a little bigger, you might find that the finishes don't exactly match. So if it does get big, just paint the whole ceiling. All right, Corey just purchased a home and she says, it was built in 1945 and has really pretty wood siding. I have a fear of termites and wondered if I could look into replacing the siding with vinyl. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone that has a fear of termites. I wonder if there's like a scientific name for that. You know, like you're afraid of heights or you're afraid of spiders. There's got to be a scientific name for being afraid Termitophobia? of... Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, listen, Corey, there's nothing to fear with termites. They're part of, you know, God's plan for getting rid of the dead wood. Now, if it happens that the dead wood is also your wood siding, of course, I see why you're concerned. But siding is generally not something that they eat. Where they usually infest is the framing of your house. They'll come up over or through the foundation and they will eat away at the two-by-fours or two-by-sixes or however your house is framed. The way you protect yourself is by first having a termite inspection done, uh, sometimes once a year. It's a good idea to do this. And if you do discover termites, then you can have them treated. Now, the good news is that the chemicals that are treating termites today are very, very effective, and the termites don't know they're there. So when they pass through these chemicals, they're usually soaking into the soil of the foundation. They carry that back to the termite nest, and that eliminates the whole nest, and hence the problem, and sends whoever's left over to your neighbor's house for the next meal, but they leave yours. So I think you can continue to enjoy that pretty wood siding and have no fear of termites just to be on the lookout for them. And if you see them, take action and you'll be good to go. But be afraid and then take action. <laughs> this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show, and we so appreciate you spending some time with us today. We hope that we have been able to give you some valuable tips to save you time, save you money, save you hassles, and help you create your best home ever. If you have questions, no matter when you hear this show, you can always reach out to us by calling 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leave your question with us. We'll call you back the next time we record the show. Or you can post your questions to moneypit.com. But for now, that's all the time we have. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 